Happy Thursday, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Big Old Belt Podcast. Uh, you are not mistaken, there's only three of us right now to start the show. Uh, two chains may be joining us midway through to do that hot tag running. Uh, but until then, you got us three. You got myself, Damien G. You got Will over over there at Heel Will Mahoney. We got Jamal the Giant Crab in the building as well. It's been a interesting week so far in professional wrestling, uh, to be quite honest. Uh, when isn't interesting, but at the same token, there's a lot of happening uh, from us attending various shows to what's happening this weekend with Money in the Bank. Uh, the Big Gold Bell team is going to cover it as best we can. So the first order of business, gentlemen, is we have shows. People are attending. Jamal went to one this past weekend, as did I. So let's start there. What are impressions of live shows, the behaviors of the crowd, you know, AEW Dynamite returned to having a live crowd yesterday as well in Austin and then next week in Dallas, which I will be at. So uh, let's start with Jamal real quick. How was Ring of Honor best in the world? So uh, best in the world. And, and, you know, if you look back six months ago, it was, well, if we can go to shows this year, what would we need to do? And then you fast forward and, you know, through the miracle of science and medicine, uh, you know, they're having mass burning tailgating parties out in the parking lot before they go and uh, everybody kisses the same hot dog and eats it. It's it's mm. kind of insane. As far as Ring of Honor goes, it was the A, the show was great. Um, really good show. Really cool um, ending. Um, just a really good time because Ring of Honor actually puts in a really good product. This, they have other issues. Uh, as far as the crowd goes, you know, I think the attendance was around 1,200 um, at the uh, UMBC Arena outside of Baltimore. Um, it was an interesting dynamic seeing, you know, just people in the crowd. But then again, I was at uh, Double or Nothing right. down there in Jacksonville, which was a full show. And then there was Dynamite, which was, you know, uh, not even that full, but maybe a thousand or so people there. So um, getting used to going back to f- shows with crowds and, and stuff uh, is fine. I just think that I choose to wear a mask while I'm at the show. Um, mm-hmm. I choose to not eat at the show because I really don't want to take my mask off uh, mm-hmm. because it's not just that one cough that you hear. It's the 13 that you don't hear, uh, you know, over your shoulder. Well, that person that's suddenly allergic to somebody else's perfume and they have the sneezing contest. Uh, you know, it's, it's like a lot of those things. It's kind of like, okay, well, I chose to be here. This is the consequence. So, yeah, I, I will be that guy in the mask. But it was um, it was a good show. It was a good experience being there. Uh, if anything, Ring of Honor needs probably more, uh, a bigger merch space 
uh, that was kind of the big thing that, that just they had one merch table. It was, you know, really small, very limited options. So, you know, that, that was a thing. It will be interesting to see how well they fare on the road. Obviously, they've been based out of Baltimore for, for a minute. Their last show, which I went to, was Free Enterprise a year and a half ago uh, in February of 2019, I think. Um, and then, you know, yeah, February 20, yeah, 2019, yeah. Uh, they had a thing, and, and, and Free Enterprise was a show, and next thing you know, better I haven't shows anymore. So it's it's good to see them back. Uh, I can't really can't wait for them to go back on the road. Um, so it's so a good on Ring of Honor for doing it. Well, let me let me speak to my you know experience from this past weekend as well, really quickly. Uh, I went to a GCW show uh, here in Dallas, Texas. Uh, it was a I've been to this venue before. There have been lucha events at this particular venue, and I think I've talked on the show that this site was not meant to hold as many people as it held. Uh, it was it was in the factory district, so you know if you're getting out late, you know you might wind up in a trunk if you're not careful. Uh, I went to the show not knowing what to expect because even though I know I'm vaccinated and the people I went with are fully vaccinated, you know, I can't speak for anybody else. And Texas is going to, you know, Florida light itself. You know what I mean? So I could not account for other people. But what I found interesting going to this show, you know, and the action obviously is almost a secondary based on what I was telling you guys in the chat when I was there, just everybody was packed onto each other. So this reminded me of when I did the progress show back in New York a couple of years ago, when the heat was completely out, like the AC was out, it was 97 degrees. So, and people were fainting and, and, and crapping their pants at this progress show. Was that uh, Walter so, versus Keith Lee? Yes, it was. You were at that show too. Oh, how damn. I was at that show. Yeah, I was at that show. And then I remember yeah. my friend Kat got proposed to by her now husband at said show. So that was, that was hot. So this show, was just as hot because the AC Oof. was still on, but they still had pyrotechnics. I don't know why, but it had pyrotechnics. And people who were watching <laughs> on the stream told me they kept seeing a mouse clicker, a pointer, throughout the entire broadcast. So whoever was running the, the you know, the Weird. production back there needed some work, needed some help. Uh, the people were, a, as always, a, a cornucopia wrestling fan is what I'll say. Uh, you could bring your own booze. Uh, my friends and I bought... You know, I don't know if you guys all saw on social media, we literally bought like 40 beers to the show uh, <laughs> because why not? And people were saying, well, we could bring liquor in. Yeah. So people were running back to the liquor store, getting off the line, going to get beer from like the quick trip about maybe a mile down the road to just come in with booze. And that was sec- all the all of this to say the action was secondary based on the things I saw. No masks for the vast majority of people. I actually got one of my friends hit me up on, on Twitter DM and she t- commended me for being one of the few people actually wearing a mask. Uh, it was hot as fuck. And, you know, it, it's Texas. What can you do? But the amount of because I hadn't seen a death match live in a long time. And I saw Nick. Uh, I was supposed to see Nick Gage versus uh, Alex Cologne, but apparently Nick Gage was not cleared to wrestle. And right, as in yeah. as with wrestling, card subject to change. So good old AJ Gray pulled double duty on the show uh, where he wrestled the main event in a death match. Uh, my friend wore safety goggles. Good on him. Uh, next time I know if I'm going to sit front row at a death match show to wear safety goggles. But I, I front row. 
Yeah, I was front row. Oh, yeah, you got to wear like the whole bib and tarp, you know, because like I, I was, I didn't wear shorts. I, I wore like you know heavy sneakers. Like I've, I've made precautions, but I forgot yeah. about you know shrapnel flying I mean, in your I mean, face. Shoot, you'd want a mask anyway, just for that uh, light tube. That's what I was doing. Like every out. time stuff was flying <laughs> up, I would either look down, put my mask down, or peek out like the corner like this, like some scared kid at a movie theater. Uh, and it was bloody. It was interesting to say the least again i hadn't seen a death match live probably in four years and it was everything it cracked up to be uh a lot of the wrestlers drank our beer because wrestling why not and uh <laughs> my friend actually decided to uber eats some more beer to the actual venue so it's one of those you're cool but are you as cool as getting uber eats to bring you more beer to your wrestling show uh you know <laughs> weird flex but okay and I think for me personally, just being back in wrestling shows, and I, this is how I felt when I was back at Battle Club, you know, last month or two months ago, where it's good to be back, but there were some things I did not miss. And of course, you know, some of the fandoms, I didn't miss some of the fan behavior, you know, I didn't miss, but it was good to be back kind of in that driver's seat, you know, because we talk about wrestling, but it's, it's nice to actually go back and, you know, go to an actual wrestling event. Uh, for me personally. And then this weekend we have money in the bank. And, you know, yesterday we had AEW dynamite with live crowds. And one of my friends who was there told me it was pretty much what you would expect. You know, the crowd was hot. It was, it was obnoxiously loud. Uh, Ricky Starks is over huge apparently. Cause you know, hometown boy in Texas, right? But he got one of the top three pops of the night. Uh, Hangman page obviously got his pop for some reason, 79 year old sting still getting pops, you know, for, for what it's worth. That's why he's by all accounts, it was a really good show. So I'm looking forward to next week when I go to AEW Dynamite uh, here in Garland, Texas, which is about maybe 15 minutes, I want to say, northeast from where I live in North Dallas. That's right. Everything's uh, coming through Texas because SmackDown tomorrow night with fans for the first time in Houston. in Houston and mm-hmm. sold out. So and from what I was hearing earlier today, someone was telling me, if you're trying to get into that show in Houston on the aftermarket, those tickets are going for like hundreds. There Oof. are no cheap seats to try to get into Houston tomorrow night for SmackDown. Unless you maybe catch someone like outside the building, you know, at the last minute. But apparently that is the hot ticket in town with it sold out. They are going for a lot of money. So I'm very so curious me- to see tomorrow night how that's going to, you know, first show back, yeah. crowds, heel Roman Reigns. Is he a heel in front of actual people? Because WrestleMania, I, I really don't think at WrestleMania I could gauge where people were, right. how they stood on things. And I think we need some time for that to happen. I think, I don't know if we'll know by over the course of this weekend, maybe by Monday, but mm-hmm. having live shows regularly now, I think that's the first thing is taking, you know, the temperature of the room of just like, where the hell do these products stand? Like you said, AEW last night was white hot as far as like that damn crowd. Now, mm-hmm. is it going to be like that every town they hit? That's kind of the question. So I think fans are very, very hot and interested for, you know, these first shows back. But how long does that Cinderella period last before it becomes? I think it know, lasts as far as when you get into that town for that first time back, you know, uh-huh. like, when they're going to, to to Nebraska, I'm sure it's going to be a hot crowd in Nebraska for that first wrestling show back, you know, that first house show back. But aside from that, it's going to be business as usual. And it, it seems as if 
you know, wrestling companies are, are back to operating as business as usual because, you know, Delta variants be damned, you know, we're, 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 we're back in full force, baby. So I actually want to uh, piggyback really quick on what Jamal was talking about in terms of Ring of Honor, which will bring us to our next topic. Uh, basically, we've talked every three months about Ring of Honor, right? And it feels as if they have managed to work the angle of being captivating in the middle of a pandemic even though they couldn't really have fans. And they, they found a way to stay relevant, if not get new fans uh, through the pandemic, because they were probably one of the safest promotions out there in terms of running their shows. Uh, so I guess it's that time of year again where we ask the question, how can Ring of Honor build on this momentum and stay relevant when it seems like everybody, you know, with their renewal to women's wrestling, their renewed push to women's wrestling, you know, is that going to be something that gets them over the top again or brings them back to public relevance? Uh, so how do they do that, I guess, is the question. So I have like a huge thing and it's going to take a minute to get through. Mm-hmm. But the short the the short it starts off with Honor Club. I think Honor okay. Club is the linchpin of what Rig of Honor decides to do. Um, I think that you need to give people a reason to buy Honor Club. It's one uh, hundred and twenty dollars a year. Uh, right. Which, to be fair, is ten dollars a month. Bucks a month, yeah, almost ten bucks a month. Right. Yeah, yeah, ten bucks a month. But it's when you put it as one big hit, it's right. a different proposition. But I pay. Well, if T-Mobile didn't hook us up, uh, I would still be paying one hundred and sixty dollars for baseball, and that's just for uh, with all of the different caveats that you can't have. Uh, you know, I live in Washington D.C., so I, that means the Orioles and the Nationals. I can't see those games. I got to watch them on cable. Um, yeah. If they play the team that I actually like, the Mets, I got to watch that on cable. Uh, any game on ESPN, that's a no. Fox games, that's a no. So there are all these different caveats, and I'm still like, shut up and take my money. If you're a Ring of Honor <laughs> fan, I think that it doesn't really matter because we complain all the time about how Ring of Honor comes on at 2 in the morning and sell bullshit knee braces and car shield commercials with Ric Flair. And Eli Drake, which is their new thing now, and they're hilarious. But so who's watching Ring of Honor? I mean, like, who's keeping them relevant? Right. It ain't Twitter. It's not Tout. It, it's got to be Honor Club. And if it ain't right now, it's got to be Honor Club. And I think for $9.99 a month for, like, their on-demand library uh, or one twenty a year for all the $9.99 stuff plus, like, a, a gift card to the, the store, Honor Club has got to be bigger than that. And I'm talking, like... Maybe, maybe you set up tiers. Maybe like Honor Club Gold is the regular version and Honor Club Platinum is the excessive version that has discounts on the merch, discounts on tickets. Hell, first dibs on tickets. Uh, we're going to have an Honor Club pre-sale before the corporate pre-sale goes down. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, I don't know, Damien, how often you go to Mets games uh, at all, but, you know, the Seven Iron Army is just right. a big fan club. I love that. Yes. Mm-hmm. I hate them all because they're a bunch of marks. But uh, it's uh, but it's, it is a, it is a very real thing um, to see a shit ton of orange shirt, shirts baking in the sun at left center field, and they all go and they all travel together. Honor Club could have that section in whatever arena that they're in. So so what if they stream their house shows? Uh, you know what if you want to go to the show and sit in the Honor Club section? You don't have to worry about. It's basically like buying a, a PSL, a private personal uh, privacy license. Seat license. Mm-hmm. Um, where they're giving you access to these shows. <clears throat> you just need to pick out what you ticket. 
Uh, it could be like a timeshare. Uh, you know, these are the tickets that you you want to get. Uh, you're entitled to six shows a year. Um, whatever six shows you want, if you want to go to six consecutive shows, then cool. I mean, and that could be $500. I mean, somebody said, I'm guaranteed to sit front row in the Honor Club section for six, for six shows of Ring of Honor, whichever one I want. That could be six pay-per-views or six house shows or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that I would pay $500 because there's just more wrestling out there that justifies it. But for those fans, that could be a real thing. Um, and, and also, more importantly, Honor Club would be the thing that we've been screaming about, a dedicated um, source for live content. If you want to see Ring of Honor Live without guessing what time it comes on, get Honor Club. Premier, and, and when they start running live shows, because Ring of Honor would need to run weekly live shows, it's, it's dumb that they don't. They are touring. I don't know why they're going to do two shows in Philly take TV on one, show, on one show for the month and then do a live house show streaming on our club on the next day. You, you tour. Just tour weekly. So assuming that they're going to tour weekly, if you have Honor Club, you can watch Ring of Honor live. And I think that Ring of Honor would be great to have three shows. A regular show, a women's show, and a pure wrestling show. Now, mm-hmm. all of those can air at different times, around the country on the Sinclair Distribution Network. Uh, maybe it airs in your city, maybe it doesn't, but it will be damned if it doesn't air at Honor Club when you see the shows live from 7 to 10 on a Wednesday or a Thursday or whatever day that they taped them live on weekly. I, I think that makes the most sense to get these people because 1,200 showed up in Baltimore. I don't think it was 1,200 wrestling fans. I think these are people that are interested in Ring of Honor hmm. because of the way, yeah, because of the way they had the seating pods set up. You could only buy tickets in groups of two, three, four, or five, and you right. had to buy them all. So they they did seating pods. They did you know social distancing within the seats and all this other stuff, um, and they got over a thousand people to show up for the pay per view in a building that holds like four thousand. Uh, so. They're, clearly, these are Ring of Honor people. Because why would you go? So I do think that um, it would be for the best to herd in all of these cats that they have, sit them down in front of Honor Club, and make that the literal one-stop shop for Ring of Honor. And if you don't want to watch that, then cool. You can stay up to 2 in the morning and watch it on Channel 7. <laughs> I am not doing that. As I said on this show before, I did it back when ECW was in its heyday, but I am not waiting until 2 o'clock in the morning to watch a wrestling show. Yeah, no, but, but I think that's kind of the thing that is uh, an issue for me is that they want to expand the roster. They want to do all of these things. They can barely fit an hour of television on a week. How the hell are they going to do it when they have women's, a women's tournament to promote, of the pure division to promote? Where, where do they find the time for this expanded roster? Right. Right. With a one hour TV show, they got to have more than that. Than that. It can't right. just be the one hour TV show with all this stuff going on. That That's a good point that I hadn't even thought of. It's like, yeah, you're adding a women's division. You add the pure division and you still have all the regular old stuff you've always had with the world title, TV title, tag titles. Where is the room for it all? So, yeah, they, they got to expand their footprint. And, you know, yeah, some of it can be on YouTube. Some of it can still be on the weekly TV. But 
they are going to need more. And yeah, they're. I think you're right in that they've had Honor Club around for a few years now, but it's never felt like it's been like this must-have destination thing. And you got to create some kind of value or reason for people to get it beyond the pay-per-views. So yeah, I think added TV plus perks of like, hey, like you're saying, make it kind of like the super fan club of yeah. like your hardest core Ring of Honor fans. It's like, hey, milk them for all they're worth with hookups on tickets and merch and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, hey, I mean, it, it makes sense. Get get the most money you can out of your hardcores and then go from there. But, yeah, I mean, with all the stuff they're trying to do, all the divisions they're trying to add, you got to put it somewhere. And right. it should be yeah. Honor Club. I totally agree with that because Honor Club – there needs to be a compelling reason to have Honor Club month to month, being they don't have a pay-per-view every month. You need to have a reason right. to keep logging in there, and it can't just be the back catalog. There's got to be current, regular stuff happening on there. So so this is what they have on their website as far as what Honor Club gets you now. Uh, Ring of Honor on tour, so all of their live, live events, their house shows, uh, they stream on Honor Club. Uh, of course, you can watch the entire back catalog of Ring of Honor TV and the weekly television episodes. Uh, you get to watch them first. Um, you get the all the way back to the HD net days of Ring of Honor on the video on demand vault. Um, you get the pay-per-views included. 15% uh, off of the merch store, early access to live tickets and special discounts and promotions. And that's fine. They should take it a step further, though. And that's where that's where I'm saying you have the Honor Club section where you, maybe you mm -hmm. get a uh, a, uh, a free T-shirt, you know, like that red section over there. That's where Honor Club. You can't sit here. They get their own concession stand, their own uh, Ring of Honor of merch bucks that they can pay with at the stadium. And I say all of this because Major League Baseball already does it. Uh, the MLB Ballpark app has every team in the country and in Canada. You can buy tickets. You can buy merch. Uh, you can buy all of the, any of the games that are available. You can pick literal the literal seat that you want from the app. Uh, if you want sports scores, it'll send you to the companion app for where the uh, scores and, and, and data is. And if you want on that app, you can watch MLB.TV and listen to the games on the radio. It's all in the app. And then, of course, everything that's in the app is available on Roku and, and PlayStation and Xbox and, and whatever. Uh, I, you know, for $120 a year, to say that I get 15% off of merch, well, that's not a given because what if you don't have the merch that I want? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm kind of over black wrestling t-shirts. Uh, <laughs> I think we were over Amen. that for a little while now. Yeah. Right. So I, I really do think that they have an opportunity since their audience is their audience. Uh, whether they grow it or whether they don't, they seem to be okay with what they have. So as long as they don't retract, good on you, Ring of Honor. Just give me a reason a month to not maybe not even pay nine ninety nine a month, but for twenty four ninety nine, if you're telling me that I can get something super special and exclusive, I'm interested. Uh, personally, I have the AMC Stubbs deal where you can see three movies a week right. in any format that you want, and I saw Black Widow. It would have cost me fifteen dollars to see it in Dolby Cinema. If I saw it twice, I would have paid for my month and then some. So the only thing I have to do is see two extra premium movies a month in theater, and it pays for itself. But I get three a week. These are the type of things, and it works all over the country. So 
If I have a layover for six hours in New York, I'll just go to the movies. It's free. What's part of my, my package? So these are the things that I think the Ring of Honor has like a great opportunity to capitalize on in a manner that WWE didn't when they created the network. I think really think that that's what WWE wanted to do and bring everybody into the fold and say, this is, you know, just everybody through this one door, this is what you get. And of course they can't do that because they signed a billion dollar deal with Fox, you know, eventually. Right. And, and, and hundreds of million dollars went to NBC eventually. Uh, but Ring of Honor doesn't have those hangups. They're only dealing with Sinclair. So why not, you know, dangle the carrot a little bit, give them something a little extra, maybe a, a mystery crate on your birthday. I don't know. But see, that would be interesting. Like, a, like, a, you know, we have these box crates, wrestler crates, yeah. what have you, like Marvel does it as well. I yeah. think that would be another enticement to get people, you know, just give them a, a fan box yeah. once every two or three months and just say, hey, thank you for being a loyal supporter or a loyal customer. Yeah. And, and just those little things that to Will's point about there's not enough shows going on to make the purchase relevant. So you got to find something else. Those little it may sound a little kind of like dorky, but at the same time, it's wrestling, so why not? Uh, it would make someone want to actually purchase that. But for me personally, like, I'm not a major Ring of Honor fan. I haven't really watched the product much in the last two years. So wow. if, I, if I'm a new fan, right, and I'm going to ask you for a quick sales pitch here, Jamal. How would you entice someone who knows the wrestlers that are in Ring of Honor but has not watched the actual product in a while? How would you pitch that to someone? Well, I mean, well, first of all, the, the, the big thing that Ring of Honor has is the pure division and the women's tournament. If you want your regular episodic, you know, weekly scripted show, cool. But if you want to take a break from that, the pure division has you. And then the women's tournament that will be starting up is another a good thing as well. So mm -hmm. it's not just um, like WWE. It's just a smorgasbord of everything else. WWE is just a buffet of wrestling. And you can pick and choose what little thing that you want on the given day. Uh, but Ring of Honor has actually segmented their, uh, their, their content. So that would kind of be the thing. What do you want? Here's an hour of what you want. Right. Now, if you don't want any of that, if you, want, if you just want death matches, then that's the, you know, we don't do that here. This is the Wendy's. But if you want, you know, you know three out of five ain't bad. I can't give you a Joshi wrestling. I can't give you death matches, but the pure division, the women's division coming up and the regular uh, show with the tag of the six man division, uh, you know, that's, that's what it is. And that's now the ball is in your court as to whether or not you want to consume that. But as far as it being relevant to Arna club, this is where it would be. Nah, we chat in the exclusive discord for Arna club. And we can chat about the show as it airs and as it premieres. Some of the wrestlers may actually want to get in on it backstage. Little things like that to set yourself apart to make it a little bit different than, um, you know, uh, little things like that set itself apart that makes it a little bit different than whatever everybody else going on. I know that everybody likes the Twitch interface where there's the chat and then there's the, uh, uh, the, the performer. Right. But Ring of Honor would be in a position to bring that to you uh, via, you know, the exclusive Honor Club Discord or the exclusive exclusives on top of exclusives on top of exclusives. And it doesn't really, they don't have to jump through too many hoops to bring you that. 
Got it. Okay. Will, what about you? Would that entice you to want to, to find Ring of Honor for one or two to subscribe to the uh, to the uh, content? Yeah, well, the, key, the key is what what's going to bring me back to the table. I like what? that they've restarted things. And when they, when they came back, I like that they came right back with the pure tournament with the idea of, okay, here's we're bringing this back. We're doing a new presentation. It was like a reboot of pretty much everything. And I thought that was great. It was a great palate cleanser. So I'm very into the idea of the pure division that they've been doing because it stands apart. It's something different than everyone else is doing. It's just a matter of, are they going to do it? Like, 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 like Jamal was saying, do you give people like an hour long show of that or even a half hour or just a guarantee of like, okay, you're going to get at least two matches of this style every mm-hmm. week and we're going to put them on honor club as exclusives or something, something to keep drawing you to that thing. Especially the, that's the thing. It's like, what is going to get me to go on honor club every week? I mean, back in the day when WWE network started, part of the hook was, Hey, this is where you can see NXT. Every right. Wednesday That's what night, got me in. Right. Right. Yeah. You're gonna get you're gonna get NXT on here. It's not on TV. So you had your exclusive every Wednesday thing that was on there. And then you got the pay-per-views not, but every week you had a reason to be like, oh, hey, I want to see the new episode of NXT. That's what they need. That's what they need is something beyond just the TV show. Cause hell, I can record the damn thing at two in the morning and watch it the next morning. So if I want to see it, it's there. They need something more than that if they want me to subscribe to Honor Club. So, Which is why I take say it. that the Pure Division and the Women's Division should yeah. be a, another show of, an, of at least yeah. an hour's length. Because if we're, if we're doing that and we're doing that all in one night, uh, that's three matches in an hour, in an hour with promos and commercials. Yep. So we're only talking about 45-ish minutes of content. So if you're talking nine matches on the night in a three-hour span, that's a pay-per-view. Yeah. So it so it doesn't break your back as a fan to sit through the show. The show is the show, and you will have seen it before everyone else does. So if you're in, that's another thing too. You're not going to be spoiled by watching the show live. You know you're seeing it in real time. Uh, and then of course there's also um, a, a bunch of the other things that if you don't want to watch it, it will be there for you on Honor Club. Now, what if you live in a city that Ring of Honor never shows up in? You have no reason, no affiliation with it whatsoever. And mm-hmm. that's a different thing. I can't speak on content because Bandito is the new Ring of Honor world champion. Mm-hmm. That will mean either something or nothing to you. So, Right. And, and in my case, I, I love his work, but it didn't do anything for me to say, wow, yeah, Bandito finally is the champion because, again... I only saw Bandito before he signed with Ring of Honor. I haven't really seen it since. So right, right. So that's that's why I would yeah, obviously with but this. But now, but now we're in the same boat as NXT because if somebody were to say, "Well, it's Paige versus Natty Neidhart for the MX, NXT Women's Championship," I have no reason to care about mm-hmm. that. But it's more content that's not SmackDown and Raw on WWE Network. Right, and I get to watch ECW, and I get to watch Nitro for what it's worth, and I get to watch <laughs> you know. So Thunder. yeah, even yeah, <laughs> right. So you're telling me that I can watch Shotgun Saturday Night and live content on the network? Okay, and it's only nine ninety nine. The T-shirt told me so. That totally makes sense. If anything, I think WWE, and I think you know, we said this years ago, was that they gave too much away. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that if WWE did what Disney did and had WWE Premium or WWE Plus, and maybe you paid $15 for WrestleMania while the cable companies paid 50 Right. They're still getting some extra money on the side, but to give WrestleMania for free is dumb. I mean, WrestleMania comes around once a year. Raw is on once a week. Right. And I can't watch Raw. So why, why, why would I, you know, if I'm going to watch WrestleMania, I would rather just pay 70 a year than 120 a year for the network. If I only really care right. about the biggest show that you got. So, and that's the drawing point. So yeah. I guess before before we transition, just really quick, what is Ring of Honor's go-to show that's going to potentially, you know, kind of set the stage for this next year for them? Well, that depends because, unfortunately, what we're seeing is that they seem to be starting up with the old habits. And I know people are saying that they can't wait to get for things to get back to normal. But if you're a Ring of Honor, you can't do normal anymore. No. Normal is why you're hanging on to relevancy with like a pinky off the side of the building of relevancy. You can't do normal. We need a new normal. So if the new normal is a, uh, you know, a new shows, the women's tournament and, and division that will follow, then cool. But we can't go back to taping a month of shows in a day and then airing them on whenever it airs in your part of the country. And then hoping fans are, are cognizant of it to show up to a pay-per-view. Okay. That's fair. I mean, that, yeah, uh, that's just not, that ain't, that ain't it. It's not it. Well, we'll see what the future holds for, you know, for, for Ring of Honor. We've always been, you know, we're ardent fans of wrestling and we want wrestling promotions to actually succeed. Uh, and to their credit, yes, they did manage the pandemic era far, far better than most other promotions probably could hope to do uh so good on them for that uh like you said hopefully honor club you know brings in more fans and uh the pure tournament sounded like sounds like something you know people really can get into because if you were, if people remember the old ring of honor like staked in wrestling pure wrestling that can bring people into the door and someone like me who's an avid women's wrestling you know watcher viewer what have you i love the fact that they're doing this tournament so for me, and there's a lot of people I've seen over the last couple of years that have kind of skyrocketed up. And you're like, oh, they're in this tournament? Cool. Let me go watch that. Uh, is it going to be long-term me giving them their money? Probably probably not. But it's going to at least get me in the door. And I think that's all we can truly ask for. But on the other side of this break, we have a couple more things we want to talk about here on the Big Old Bell podcast. Some trades happening, like this is Major League Baseball within the WWE. Money in the bank. What's our level of excitement? Here's a hint, meh, but we'll get to that on the side of this break here at the Big Gold Bell Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Omeo. Omeo is a travel booking platform that makes planning a journey in Europe and North America rather effortless. Just enter your travel details and Omeo will magically give you all the train, bus, flight, and ferry options for your journey. It's never been simpler to book your first real vacation for 2021. Here's the best part. Using Omeo saves you time and money. And I like saving those things. So that's a win-win situation in my book. Omeo wants to help you leave your house this summer by offering 5% off your next booking. Just head to omeo.com and use the code OMEO5 at checkout. Valid until about July 31st for new users and on all modes of transport. It's just the pick-me-up 2021 needs. Omeo, plan, book, and love the journey. Terms and conditions apply. 
So shout out to Podgo for sponsoring our episodes of the Big Gold Bell Podcast. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, so Money in the Bank's this Sunday. Pay-per-view, people in the building, WWE hyped up for this because that's that's almost like one of their big four. It's like their point five for their big four pay-per-views, you know? In a lot of a lot- ways, they kind of had it push out Survivor Series yes. to become the new, like, big four. So there, there typically is a lot of excitement because if you remember the pandemic era, we they had Money in the Bank last year at Titan Towers, you know, where Otis wins by accident, Asuka winds up winning the Royal Women's Championship when she won the briefcase. Uh, so obviously we're not going to have that same dynamic with um, cinematography and the like, but we're going to have fans in the building. And if you've been to a WWE show in the last, aside from last year, three years prior, four years prior, you know what to expect. You're going to see the same seven people in the goddamn front row, that dude and his aunt or mom, Brock Lesnar oh, guy, no. the dude in the green shirt, you know, tons of fat heads, people trying to get camera time. But that's all an aside to the actual Money in the Bank ladder matches. Now, we said at the, at the beginning of the show, the women's match is kind of, well, okay. Like, we just threw Tamina and, and Natty in there because we needed some bodies. The men's one is actually really intriguing because you have a mix of high flyers, daredevil types, ground-based wrestlers, and just people that you're really surprised to see in the match. For me, it's personally seeing Ricochet because he's going to be doing all the spots, essentially. Uh, I saw on Facebook somebody made a diagram about how every Money in the Bank goes where someone, instead of grabs the briefcase, jumps off the briefcase to do some Jeff Hardy-esque move instead of having logic and grabbing the briefcase. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or someone that takes 30 years to grab a rung by rung until the end where someone just magically has all the energy to go grab the briefcase. But all that to say, are we excited or how excited are we as a group for WWE's first all all entrance pay-per-view, unlike WrestleMania, who only had a smattering of people, this is a full attendance at Dickie's Arena event. So what are our thoughts going into it? We'll start with Will. This, this is going to be a real interesting weekend. I think starting tomorrow night with SmackDown through, I think all the way to Monday, the first, the first shows of like everyone's back. They've had time to build for this. It's not WrestleMania. This is your regular TV and then money in the bank where they kind of can set the stage going forward. There's been a lot of talk over the last month or two from people that I've seen like that. They just keep doing the same matches and it's rematches and rematches and everything they've been doing in WWE is boring. And it's just they're rehashing the same stuff. How many times are we going to see Corbin versus Nakamura every (laughs) week on SmackDown? And I agree. It has been like that. But the whole time. My thinking has been it's been like that for a reason. And I think it's been like that because, quite simply, I think they've been saving everything for when fans come back and they've been treading water. So guess what? Now we're here. Now there's no reason to save stuff. There's all kinds of talk of surprises. I'm not going to say any names. Who knows what will happen or not? Everything's up in the air right now. But I guarantee there's going to be some faces that are going to show up. There's going to be some bombs that will be dropped. They got a stadium to fill for SummerSlam in a month, as we've talked about. So I think this is the beginning of stuff's going to happen. I think there's going to be a lot of waves made. I think they're going to shake things up. I think there's cards that they've been holding in their back pocket. They're going to start getting played as early as tomorrow night, and I think we'll get them played all weekend. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a surprise on all three shows, on SmackDown, on Money in the Bank, and on Raw, to really get things talking, to really spark things off. 
as far as those money in the bank matches go, like you said, the women's one is just kind of there. It mm-hmm. is just weird, and unless something happens to change up that field, it's just, it is what it is. I'd like to see Liv win it, I think. I think I'd be cool. Somebody totally different, you know, in the mix. But, oh, Eva Marie going to win a You know bow. what, Two Chains? No, you're not even in the show. Don't even come in here with that Eva Marie garbage. All right? She ain't winning nothing. Nothing. Eva Marie is going to pull Drew McIntyre off that damn ladder, and she's going to get that briefcase. That is what is going to happen. The men's one is definitely way more interesting. I think that's way more open of a field. Like you said, you got Ricochet in there, and for the first time in a while, he seems like he's in the environment he should be in, where he's yes. getting a chance to shine. I really hope to God they don't go with Drew McIntyre and do the oh, whole story of, like, no. he can't cash in on Bobby Lashley and, like, just ice the briefcase. I hope they don't do that. I hope they do something more interesting than that. But that would be a different story. So I'll put it this way. Am I excited for Money in the Bank? I can't say I'm excited, but I am very intrigued. I'm very okay. intrigued about this weekend to see where they go. I want to see... What exactly is in the back pocket is what I want to see this weekend. Okay. The Mets are in Pittsburgh. <laughs> I'm going to be at the Met game. Uh, no, I mean, like, I'm, 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 I literally fly to Pittsburgh uh, tomorrow night, and I will be in P- at PNC Park Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I will be flying mm-hmm. home uh, during Money in the Bank. My flight leaves at 7. Uh, and the reason why that is is because the Mets are in Pittsburgh. Now, yes. that's just what it is. As far as the pay-per-view <laughs> itself, normally I would start off with here's why I don't care, but that's not actually true. Uh, the women's Money in the Bank uh, ladder match seems pretty interesting. Uh, Zelina's coming back, you know, for the first time uh, in, in a while. Um, what if, but what if Liv Morgan wins? Now, I know Natalia and Tamina are, are like the Chicago Cubs of, of WWE. <laughs> um, uh, but, but, but realistically, uh, you know, between Oscar, Naomi, Bliss, whatever Nikki Cross is doing, you know, that's obviously your favorites. But what mm-hmm. if it is somebody like Liv Morgan out of nowhere, or Tamita finally, or or Natalia finally, uh, Selena coming in pissing everybody off to win it? Um, that that is uh, something of interest, and that might be the thing that I'm, you know, the match that I may pull up later. As far as the men's match, the only one I really want to win is Riddle because if the rumors are true and that Goldberg is coming back, I want Riddle and Goldberg at SummerSlam. (laughs) Otherwise, the men's money in the bank really doesn't have any interest in me. uh, To me, Uh, we we know good and damn well that Ricochet shouldn't win it versus any one of that card except maybe Morrison. Uh, McIntyre, unfortunately, uh, he needs a, a harder reset than anybody else. Big E would be great to have him win. Uh, Big E would be my favorite. But I really want that to be a WrestleMania thing than a SummerSlam thing. Um, and honestly, uh, if it's Big E versus Lashley, I think Lashley is carrying the championship well. Uh, and I don't necessarily need him to lose to Big E, which is why I would save that to WrestleMania. Um, Owens, Nakamura, and Rollins, uh, you know, it's not that I don't care. It's just that I've, I've seen that before. Um, so, really, the only surprise would be Riddle. John Morrison would be a surprise, but that would be more like in the, well, why? But Riddle uh, versus Goldberg. I'm 
intrigued at the possibility of that happening. Otherwise, I think don't think it's time for Lashley to lose it yet. I think he's actually doing a pretty good job uh, with the belt, especially since he's stopped shucking and jiving with um, MVP and is actually going to get back to business. So, yeah, as far as the rest of the pay-per-view, uh, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair uh, is it's it's Tepid. it's corn it's cornflakes versus cornflakes mm-hmm. with sugar in it. Um, <laughs> yes. You know. Two different uh, battle brands. Um, Lashley versus Kofi is interesting. I really wish it wasn't Kofi because I don't see Kofi winning uh, versus Lashley. But then again, what if Kofi wins it? What if what if what if, what if Kofi wins it and then you know Nakamura wins it and he cashes in? You know, I mean, they, these are things that can happen. So um, Ripley versus you know Charlotte happens. What if that happens and then Nikki Cross wins and then of course. You know, and then of course you have Vicky Cross as the women's champion uh, after her cashing in. Uh, Raymond uh, Hand versus the Heyman, uh, Roman versus Edge, meh. Um, AJ Styles versus the Viking Raiders, meh. Um, but yeah, the, the the two Money in the Bank uh, matches, as they should be, are the of the most intrigue. And of those two, I think the women's one uh, is the one I'm more interested in of all. But let's go I next. am game time. De- yeah, I am game time decision. If I'm going, I have an offer to go to the event to go to Money in the Bank. Uh, again, I'm not dying to go. I could watch it for free on my various channel back back channels. So why would I want to go? And if my GCW experience was any indication, I don't know if I want to be fully around wrestling fans in a packed environment <laughs> just yet. But if I had to, you know, we're not really big on predictions here. But I am looking to see if they do take a chance on Liv Morgan grabbing the briefcase because there's been an upswell or groundswell for her, for fans all over the place saying that she should be the one to be a fresher face, not that Bailey's you know on the shelf for a while. And in terms of the men, to two James's point, Nakamura winning the briefcase would be for me shocking because yeah, he's had all these accolades except winning the the the, the big championship. You know what I mean? So. The briefcase could be that so all the Nakamura fans can shut the F up and saying, you know, y'all, y'all don't push him, blah, 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 blah. Look, they've been pushing him to beat the crap out of Corbin. He has the crown now. He has Rick Boogs as his personal mu- uh, musician. Nakamura is fine. If he gets the belt, great. But I can actually see them putting it on Riddle, getting the briefcase, because it opens up another avenue for the Randy Orton, Matt Riddle dynamic. Right. Potentially. Because maybe Matt Riddle is just so high one day he wants to give Orton the briefcase. You know what I mean? Or maybe Orton cons him into wrestling him for the briefcase. And then we get Randy Orton versus John Cena for the 9,472nd time. (laughs) But I think also, say what you want about Matt Riddle, the person, his rise in the company all because he's become who he is, which is an ass-kicking stoner next to, you know, Randy Orton, that shows you right there. He's probably one of the hottest acts now, I personally think the crowd's going to eat him alive in Texas, to be quite honest. But it's, it, I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen. I think Nakamura might get the biggest pop of the night because people love Nakamura wherever he goes. And a, a, a big event like Money in the Bank with Rick Boogs actually playing the theme song like it's an NXT all over again situation. Looking forward to potentially that. Aside from that, don't really care. But if I go, I will let you all know and I will talk about it. Uh, next week on this show but really fast apparently WWE and we brought this up a little while ago 
where WWE tried to make this more, make themselves more like a sporting league, right? Where they talk about drafts and GMs and upside, where you have like Jay Billis talking about someone's upside probably 9,000 times in an NBA draft special. So now we have trades potentially happening within WWE, where apparently the black and gold brand, because they're losing a lot of star power potentially with the call-ups of Tegan Knox, Shotzi Blackheart, potentially Tony Storm. So WWE thought, well, since we're taking pretty much a good chunk of the women's division, let's give them somebody. And they thought to give him, of all people, Mandy Rose. Really? Mandy Rose, who allegedly, depending on who you read and believe on the dirt sheets, was traded for, of all people, the super-duper senior of NXT, the seven-year <laughs> senior of the women's division, Aaliyah. Day one. Good on you, girl. Good on you if that's the case. So the question here is, and I'll throw it to Will first, really, trades, and of all people, Mandy Rose. Yeah, it's wild how they just did this out of nowhere. And I don't know, like you said, maybe the whole idea is they're just coming off of, hey, we just pulled all these people up to SmackDown out of nowhere. We're, we want fresh blood for the relaunch with fans. So even though it's not draft time yet, we're rumored to be doing a draft in the month, let's just grab some people now. And then we'll, we'll go from there. So they could just be as simple as that. We know how they are with WWE. They will, they will play fast and loose with their rules of any sort. So right now we got trades as an option. Down the road we may not, but right now we have trades. And apparently just, just with the women, for whatever reason. Right. It's not nothing going on with the men, no tag teams, nothing like that. But apparently Mandy for Aaliyah. We're waiting to hear about that Aaliyah stuff for sure. But Mandy is definitely on NXT this week. We saw her there. If Aaliyah is going to Raw, as is rumored, my biggest thing I'm wondering is just kind of SmackDown. Well, I guess the idea is SmackDown got three new women in yes. Shotzi, Tegan, and Tony. So I guess the idea is to, to spread some love to Raw, but you already got Eva Marie there. Is, is Stop it. A, a, Stop is it. Aaliyah, like my point is, is Aaliyah really that different than Eva Marie well, in, maybe, in the grand maybe. scheme of things? Just maybe. No. I'm going to be complimentary really fast of Eva Marie. She might be <laughs> another disciple for Eva Marie to boss around when Dewdrop inevitably betrays her. So maybe, maybe. she could be one... We got a new APA with Dewdrop and and uh, Aaliyah apparently uh, under under everyone's favorite wrestler, but mine, uh, Miss Eva Marie. Yeah. that's just what I'm trying to figure out is what is Aaliyah's role on the main roster after being like you said the seven year senior of NXT. Is I'm trying to figure out where does she fit in, and I'm just kind of that's the big pickle for me is I'm just kind of like I can't figure out where Aaliyah fits into things. Because it's not like she's really known for her wrestling in any kind no. of way. She's a good you know, punching bag for the women's division. Yeah, yeah. so I'm not sure. Of all the people to pick, why they decided to flip-flop Mandy Rose and Aaliyah is the biggest head-scratcher for me. Of all the people you could have done, why those two? That's the part I, I can't quite figure out yet. Maybe they got some idea and I'm just, you know, can't figure it out right now and maybe they'll surprise me but i was like really like those two? Oh, yeah okay. so when 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 if anyone watched nxt you know mandy comes out during the saray match versus what's she going by now Gigi dolan as opposed to yeah. you know what we know her as is priscilla kelly uh to scout 
And I guess since Saray wanted to get a piece of Tony Storm, but now Tony's going to go towards, you know, SmackDown, maybe we're building to Saray versus uh, Mandy Rose, which, hey, sure, as long as, you know, Saray drops kicks her in the face, I'm, I'm happy with that because uh, that drop kick is deadly as hell. But uh, to your point, well, why? Like, why her? You know, the higher ceiling for Mandy Rose, you know, think about it. A year ago, we had Mandy Rose and Otis in one of the hottest angles in a long time. You know, if we're if you're a big kid, like oh, romance, Beauty and the Beast, what have you. And now Otis was, is with Gable, and now Mandy Rose goes to NXT, and now she's scouting competitors. So I'm not really excited for it. Mandy Rose never really did anything for me. I mean, she's a she's a fellow New York Stater, so good good on her. You know, local gal makes it. That's great. But again, that, that women's division needed some depth. And I don't know if she was the one, you know, to kind of help with the depletion. Uh, Jamal, what say you? I know sometimes I don't watch the product. So what are your thoughts on it all? Uh, I thought it was a bit of a shock, you know, that Mandy was going down to NXT, largely because she was literally in a tag team with uh, Dana yep. Brooke. Um, and feuding with the tag team champions, mind you. Right. Yeah. So that thought that was interesting. But I also think that it's just the power of Eva Marie. Uh, you really can't have. But once Eva got there, you know, once Eva got there, uh, Mandy's uh, star power diminished five hundred percent. She's not nearly as attractive, nearly as talented. It's it's almost as if the veil had so, so dissipated into the mist, into the you know this this aura that she had dissipated uh-huh. because Eva Marie came back home. And everybody else kind of looks inferior next to Eva Marie. And it's unfortunate. So inferior that they sent her dumbass down to NXT and traded her with Noomph. And that's what she was on Breaking Ground. She was Noomph. <laughs> that's a real name. I'm not making, I'm not making it up. But, but, but honestly, I, I really do think that maybe, just maybe, uh, it will be a good, different look for Mandy Rose. Um, I think it will be, hopefully she'll get better in the ring. Um, you know, not that she was like some world beater, but I hope that she does step it up in the ring. Uh, it will be interesting to see what happens. But I do think that Aaliyah has a WWE gimmick. And that whatever that gimmick is, just sassy Canadian. Um, can well, we've said well it before. She, she comes across more uh, as a sports entertainer than a wrestler. We've right, said that right. often. So you're right. She, she is probably better suited for the main right. roster. Right. So, yeah. So, I, I, yeah, 100% agree. And I think it will be interesting to see what happens. Now, of course, uh, Alistair Black, uh, he never had his contract uh, adjusted so that he didn't mm-hmm. have a 90-day non-compete. That's what the rumors were. Shows up on Dynamite. How likely is it that they call up Aaliyah, who's been stewing in NXT for seven years, give her a three-week push and a black trash bag out the door and tell her to sit on her ass for 90 days at home? <laughs> Almost like an Adam Rose situation where they just yeah. brought her up just to bring her up and she's dead on arrival? Yep. Because if Wouldn't she's be not going to be in NXT, thing. right, if she's not going to be in NXT and NXT is the developmental brand, what have you been doing for seven years? Not that she shouldn't be there. I think that she actually, you know, has a decent, um, had a decent go of it in NXT. And I think she does have a good main roster worthy gimmick. 
But what's been happening to you, in, you know, we need to see. Like, we're not going to keep paying you to be in NXT. <laughs> so, what, so, yeah, so I think this is her, uh, this is actually her proving, point, uh, proving ground, and she'll sink or swim. And we'll know uh, within a month. Three weeks. Yeah, three yeah weeks. we'll know in about, well, about three weeks. We'll, yeah. we'll have a better Buy idea. Some- by SummerSlam, we'll we'll know where Aaliyah stands. Yeah, on the main. By, yeah, by SummerSlam, uh, if she's out, then we will see her in January. <laughs> At Impact or Ring of Honor, but not AEW. No. no. Uh, really quick on a on AEW before we go to the news, I noticed yesterday to Will. I want to continue Will's point last week about Andrade being a little flat. Now yes. he cut another promo with closed captioning, right? To look for the Death Triangle. Which is who I thought immediately of when he first joined about making another, you know, another group because he can't Death have rumors. What was that? Death rhombus. Death rhombus. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't said the word rhombus in so many years. So yes, the death rhombus. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought that. I think him having a faction. Again, this might be Legado del Fantasma 2.0, would be better suited for him right now, because. For me, he's still flat. I feel like Mordecai or what have you, Morbius, whatever we're calling him now, it, it, when he's feuding with the coaster and, you know, spy versus spy, that's already jumped the line in the Andrade, you know, El Idolo. Uh, and, and by the way, I'm a, you know, I'm a guy of Latin descent. I don't always get the accents right. But can the announcers at least try to get the accents no. right? You know, to be like no. Idolo. Like, it's like no, Igu, You're asking like, a lot of oh. Jim Ross right now. No, oh, come on, man. Look, okay. Stephen A. Smith has caught a whole bunch of flack for not getting Nigerian names right. So can we can we at least no. do a better job, broadcasters? Do a better job. Hire Hispanic broadcasters. Well, I guess they think Excalibur is Hispanic for whatever reason. He's, he might be. I don't know. He's very white. Okay. So no, at so, least so, he knows so, how to try. Yeah, so Excalibur is, is, is very white. Uh, Jim Ross is, is also pretty damn white. Tony Schiavone, <laughs> let me guess, white. Uh, you know, we're looking at four jars of Elmer's glue up there if you include Jericho. So that doesn't mean that they can't because a lot of, you know, a lot of white folks speak every language. I mean, John Spiegel yes. speaks Chinese, but, uh, but no. So Zara speaks speak seven languages. Yeah. So there you go. Switzerland, you have, you speak at least five in Switzerland for no reason anyway. But, <laughs> but, the, but, no, but, but honestly, I don't think you want to teach a 50 year old and a 70 year old and Excalibur um, how to, you know, pronunciation and phonetics of, uh, of of foreign uh, wrestlers, right? Uh, just I, just my two cents. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I would like to see it. I mean, baseball struggles with it as well. When you have mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the Latin players and Japanese players, and you have some old white guy that's been there since the eighties, and he's like, and "You, Joe Buck." <laughs> God damn, I fucking hate Joe. Buck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That and that's just what it is. So. Um, do we call him, you know, something else? No, his name is Andrade El Idolo, and that's what it's going to be. But I don't expect Jim Ross to suddenly have to pronounce all the accents in it. Right. Yeah. It's just, Spanish. just my thought. Hey, Jim you Ross know, has just, enough times keep has enough of a hard time keeping the initials of the company right. So true. Really, yeah. Really right. stretching here with with yeah, El, WWE, El WWE Dynamite's a thing, so because of Jim Ross. So mm-hmm. hey, you know what? Yeah. Can't teach an old dog new tricks after a while. So that's what it is. I do think you made a great point though there that the arrival of a uh, Mordecai Black or Malachi or whatever we're calling him this week, he really undercut 
Andrade immediately mm-hmm. showing up. Like the, the the bloom is off Andrade, and the the shiny new toy spotlight has immediately shifted to him. So the that if Andrade was already having a bumpy start, it's gotten even tougher right out of the gate. Now but you know what the difference is though. In front of him. You know what the Cody difference Rhodes? is. Cody Rhodes versus Matt Sidow. And no that's doubt. what we said last week. Yeah. And I think that Cody's obviously a, Cody's always going to be a priority. So of course it's going to get a higher billing. If and if he's not going to be a priority, then someone you know a bigger priority that's not busy. Because honestly, if you wanted to do a thing, I would say have him challenge Moxley for the uh, New Japan title. Mm. Okay. You know, right. if he, if, I mean, because if he's a person of that caliber that we're supposed to be, you know, that we're supposed to just assume that he's that guy for whatever reason, um, then have him come out and immediately challenge Moxley at the next pay-per-view. Like, listen, you got a month. He's a, for, he's a former IWGP Intercontinental Champion. So you tie that nah. in. This is the company likes history, so. Yeah, uh, I didn't know that. But yeah, but yeah, absolutely. You can go, you, there's so much things you could do. And then what do they do? They give him a warm-up match from outside out. Yep. Okay. There you go. Which I told y'all from the jump. I'm like, really? That's the person you gave him the warm up match for? Matt Seidel? I mean, no disrespect to Matt Seidel in general, but if you want to make, you know, an idol look like a big deal, I would have just preferred he killed Marco Stunt, like I said last week. And that's not what happened. It was a competitive match. Shouldn't you want your debuting superstar to crush the person to say, yo, this person means business? So you right. have him do a, a statement match, not a competitive yeah, match. Exactly. So you have him do a 15 minute match with Matt Seidel, whereas the coachster basically has had Malachi kick him in the face. Talk about killing his horse, you know, and then kicking Arn Anderson in the face because who wouldn't want to kick a 62 year old Arn Anderson? So, so about that, about the horse thing, that's actually very similar to the uh, promo Cody cut when right. he I was do doing that. a deal with uh, with with Dustin. He called Dustin the old horse, and basically he was going to old yell at his ass uh, and move on. And now the tables have turned, and, and um, Malachi Black is like, Cody is that horse now. Interesting bit of detail there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Matt's out out. So, <laughs> so I, I, I guess to salvage this, because remember, we thought the same thing, especially you, Will, with, with the gamer gimmick with Miro. You know, right. you get two months to kind of – Work out the kinks in, in your character here, and if it's not working, you know we'll have the you know the best friend's mom run you over with a truck or something, and then you'll 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 be your normal gimmick self or what have you. So we'll, we'll see because I'm actually thinking the Deaf Triangle was a great, like or the Deaf Rhombus, you know, to, to yeah. small is an actual good idea to join those groups together because the, you know Penta and Eddie Kingston going back and forth because Mox was on paternity leave. I'm like, eh, I don't really that didn't do anything for me. Uh, personally, but the deft quadrant or quadrilateral rectangle or what have you, I think that would be a really good step up. Maybe at least to good matches, you know, and either look can show that he could actually go and get pushed up the card a little bit more because it's still falling a little flat. But before we get out of here, Jamal, do we have any news to report? Uh, maybe a little bit. So uh, AEW Dynamite, uh, which is uh, yesterday, they had uh, they broke another million which I think is uh, good to note because of the fact that the NBA Finals was on a Wednesday on ABC. Uh, not only was it the finals in a pivotal game four, uh, where Milwaukee eventually won it and tied the series, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, AEW uh, had a lot of eyes on their product. Now, granted, uh, baseball was not on, hockey was not on, 
but the NBA Finals was, and it did start at 9 p.m. Eastern, an hour after Dynamite aired. So uh, the best part of that game aired as well after Dynamite ended, uh, went off the air. But, you know, a million still a million, so they are absolutely uh, kicking ass and taking names in the uh, ratings. And, of course, uh, so selling out. That show in Austin or Cedar Park was sold out. I believe yep. the show in Dallas is sold out or Garland is sold out. Um, also, quickly, may quickly sell out. If you don't have your tickets for Queens, uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> I am fortunate enough to, to get in on the pre-sale that's happened only yesterday. That pre-sale is done. But apparently 8,000-ish tickets were sold. Um, and the rumor is, is that Arthur Ashe Stadium will be primed for 17,000 fans, which is pretty damn good. It's the first wrestling show ever in the history of that building. Um, not too many non-tennis events have ever happened in that stadium. I think AEW will be like the fourth non-tennis event in that in that building. And they've already sold half of the allotted tickets for it. The general public sale is tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Uh, no pre-sale code or anything like that needed. So good luck uh, if you're going to go through it on Ticketmaster. Uh, make sure that you sign into your account. Have all of your you know contents ready. Make sure that you got money on your credit card. You broke bastards, and uh, hopefully, yep. uh, you have twenty five dollars up to two hundred and fifty dollars uh, for tickets for AEW. Um, but yeah, but good on them for selling out. Uh, money in the bank is this weekend, and that's going to be the first—not the first, but uh, uh, one of the first pay per view back. Uh, with a full capacity crowd. Now, WrestleMania had about 25,000 fans per night, but this will be a full house for Money in the Bank out there in Fort Worth. Uh, SmackDown's in Houston, and that's tomorrow. And I really want to see what the new set, if if that will premiere tomorrow, what that's going to look like. Stephanie McMahon, inventor of women's wrestling, came out earlier this week and said that we're going to come out and pull all the stops out for the new rebranded uh, SmackDown and Raw uh, and then, of course, Money in the Bank over the weekend uh, will be interesting. Raw is going to be in Dallas uh, this weekend. So good for the DFW. They have a, a shit ton of wrestling happening, uh, you know, over the next past seven days. Uh, one of the uh, interesting things about Walter versus Ilya Dragunov, that match is postponed-ish because mm -hmm. d according to WWE, because they're breaking their own news now, is that uh, Walter has a severe injury to his left hand and deemed unfit to compete versus Dragunov. Now, whether or not this is a work or not is what it is. Uh, either way, if they're, if they're saving this match for live fans, that's probably the best move. So that's why a lot of people think that this statement from WWE is a work. Um, this is definitely something that should happen at a major pay-per-view. Survivor Series, perhaps? Thoughts? But, uh, but it, it appears that Walter versus Dragunov is not going to happen at NXT UK uh, anytime soon because of injury reasons. Uh, as far as wrestling happening around the world, SmackDown, it's going to be an interesting show tomorrow as it's the first show with fans. Uh, New Japan Strong is happening. Limitless Wrestling up in Maine is doing a lot of great work. Uh, so if you haven't checked them out, you know, do so. WXW is over the weekend. H2O Wrestling is in Jersey. Um, Impact, Slammiversary. That's happening Saturday. Uh, I believe Ooh. it's Sammy Callahan versus that Kenneth. Is Saturday. Kenneth, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. Kenneth versus uh, Samuel uh, Callahan. Uh, I will be at the Mets game because let's go Mets. But um, that's <laughs> happening uh, over the uh, over the weekend. Money in the Bank is Sunday. OTT wrestling up in Belfast, Northern Ireland. 
Uh, good to see them come back. Uh, hopefully they stay back because, you know, COVID's, you know, doing a, doing a thing over there in the UK. Uh, and then, of course, the brand new Raw, whatever that looks like in main event, that's going to happen on um, that's going to happen on Monday. Uh, Wednesday is episode 95 of AEW Dynamite. And I say that 95 because I wonder if they're going to do a 100th show spectacular or, or something. But that's what 95 is this week. And that is in Garland, Texas. Uh, so it's a lot of good wrestling happening over the weekend. I know that I haven't mentioned everything. Um, uh, Warrior Wrestling uh, is another big one that's happening in the Chicago area. And the reason why I say that is because Davey Richards versus Jonathan Gresham. That may be the match of the weekend. Uh, Callie Ray versus Lady Frost. Another match that could be very interesting. So it's Brian Cage versus Ninja Mac. Very interesting things happening. So Warrior Wrestling is one of those things that I am very interested in, in checking out over the weekend. So uh, that's the news for this week, but it's a lot of wrestling going on. There's something for everybody, as we like to say, in terms of wrestling. And it seems that now, because, you know, we're opening up, kids. So yep. wrestling's back. Back to business. And back to business as usual. Back to people on social media yelling at wrestlers for whatever reason. And also back to Antonio, our boy Antonio for a yeah. game. Put- Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Damien froze up. See? Uh-oh. See? Lock- you should have believed it. You brought up Antonio. Talk to no. There he is. I'm back. Sorry, y'all. Internet stuff. But I'm looking forward to what Antonio does for a living, just so I can be like, bro, help us out. (laughs) You know, you want to sponsor the Big Gold Belt podcast, be my guest. You got money like that. But good on him. Good on WWE for allowing, you know, people to make something off of Cameo, you know, almost like an olive branch of sorts. Uh, But, yeah, no, you can find us. Thank you. This is Big Gold Belt episode 326. It's a lot of freaking episodes, man. Uh, hopefully, Marcellus made it safely from Phoenix. Uh, hopefully, he's not too upset that the Phoenix Suns are now tied with Milwaukee Bucks at two games apiece in the NBA Finals. Maybe two champs comes back next week. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe me, Will, and Jamal just take over the show. Who knows? But you can find us on social media at Big Gold Belt Group, or BGB Group, I should say, and on BigGoldBelt.com, where you look at all of our podcasts, our videos, our articles, our news reviews, and the like. And remember, kids, just because people aren't wearing masks doesn't mean you shouldn't either at a wrestling show. Hygiene is important. Please, wrestling fans, bathe before the show or do what GCW did. And instead of putting antibacterial soap in the bathroom, put some body wash and then oh. you spritz it on the body. It's fine. I did that at least two or three times. It works. I smelled good. You could do the same. But we'll catch you next time next week on the Big Gold Bell podcast.